0: Make some
1: noise, come on. October, the trees are stripped bare from all they wear. What do I care? sober? it's
0: just another work day. You serious, Clark? Oh, how I hate to see. I complain, Mr. Weffelie, but I thought you said no wuff stuff.
2: She said don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. Okay. This is the Tony Bruno Show. Five weeks in. And there's only one thing I can say in the National Football League. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? How about them Redskins? How about that Jay Gruden? The smartest man in America today, ladies and gentlemen, is Jay Gruden. He knew he was going to get fired. And he got fired. He knew he wouldn't get fired next week after the Washington Redskins presumably could beat the Miami Dolphins. So they called him up at 5 o'clock in the morning, they being the hierarchy of the Washington Redskins, at 5 a.m. instead of last night, yesterday afternoon after the game. I said, Jay, why don't you come down to my office so we can fire your ass?
3: What a way to get the news.
2: At 5 a.m.? You call me up at 5 a.m. I'm hanging the phone up. (laughs)
3: Seriously. Just send a courier
2: or something. Email me, text me, tweet me.
3: Doesn't Jake Gruden have the same thing that we have on our phones that you can like put yeah. it on silent?
2: They wanted to make it a big deal, but anyway, Jay Gruden walks away a happier man today. It's a mercy killing, and all of a sudden, we have our first NFL coaching casualty five weeks into the season. And I want to. Con- there's only one thing more dysfunctional in Washington DC than our US government and that is the Washington Redskins under the tutelage of the owner Dan Snyder they hate him down there and they got good reason we'll break it down for you by the way this is the eighth different coach that the Washington Redskins have had since Daniel Snyder bought the organization back in 1999 in two decades They've won the NFC East five times in 20 years. See? So that's, a, that's not bad. Well, it's okay. Five times in two decades. So that's a quarter of the time that they've been under the ownership, right? If you've been 20 years, one quarter of that is 20. That would be correct. 20%. So they've won five NFC East well, championships.
3: 20% is one-fifth, just saying.
2: All right, so it's 25% then.
3: 25% is a quarter, yes. That's what it is. Okay.
2: So twenty-five So if you want to look at it from a positive perspective, the Washington Redskins have won 25% of the NFL, uh, NFC East championships since Dan Snyder brought them 20 years ago, 1999. And again, don't ask me to do extended math. And what have they done? Five times in the East. They did... Uh, <clears throat> They were first in the NFC East. The last time was January 2015. Remember when they won the NFC East? That was Jay Gruden, and everybody was going, great, Jay Gruden. In the last... Wait a minute. What am I doing here?
3: I don't know. You're looking very perplexed
2: right now. He did last longer than any other of the coaches in Washington since 1999. Okay. Jim Zorn... Mike Shanahan, let's see, you had uh, Marty Schottenheimer, only lasted one year. Marty Schottenheimer was 8-8, eight and eight, and they fired him after one year.
3: Can I just remember mm. the days of your Sh- Schottenheim-Shanahan?
2: Well, guess what? You can't even do it, Robin. No, and here's the best it. part of it. This era occurred <clears throat> when not only was Mike Shanahan one of the Washington Redskins coaches, But so was Marty Schottenheimer.
3: schottenheimer Shanahan.
2: schottenheimer Shanahan. I get them confused all the time.
3: It's not Schottenheimer.
2: Schottenheimer. No, that's what happens when you uh, (laughs) eat too much bean stuff. Anyway, Washington has made a move. And guess who replaces Jay Gruden in Washington after they got smoked yesterday by your New England Patriots? Joe Theismann? No. Bill (gasps) Callahan, who was the assistant head coach, so that was the obvious move. If you're the assistant head coach and you fire the head coach, you move him up. But Bill Callahan is the offensive line coach also. And what's interesting to note about Bill Callahan, he was also elevated to head coach when Jay Gruden's brother, John Gruden, was fired by the Oakland Raiders back in 2002. So Bill Callahan has replaced both Gruden brothers in two different organizations, eh? So anyway, that's the latest in Washington. And so the Redskins now... They're not going to gonna keep Bill Callahan in there till the end of the year. They're not going to fire this guy if he loses to Miami. Although, if you lose to Miami, you should be fired. Yeah. But anyway, there's nothing they can do. They, they, they've had injuries. And to be honest and to be fair, <clears throat> I don't say this because I'm, you know, I'm an Eagle fan and it's the NFC East. They've been through a, a hell of a lot. The injuries, Trent Williams, their all-pro left tackle hasn't shown up. They're down to their third quarterback. And you look what happens when you get down to your third quarterback. I mean, good stuff doesn't happen. Just look around the league. Just look at the Jets who the Eagles destroyed yesterday. But I guess when the Eagles destroyed the Jets yesterday,
0: to the so-called
2: informed media and fan base in this town, they didn't destroy them enough. This is the same media and fan base, by the way, that was suggesting this is a trap game. Uh, This is a trap game. Eagles are looking ahead. They got this tough three-game stretch coming up. So be careful out there. Even people were suggesting that the Jets were a good play as an underdog yesterday. Those people just don't understand the game of football. They don't understand if a football is stuffed or inflated. But now, of course, they're all out there saying, you know, Carson Wentz, man. Carson Wentz. I mean, come on, man. He's just not impressive. He's just not good. Look at his stats. Look at all those stats. You know who's looking at his stats? Fantasy dorks. Fantasy people are the only people not impressed with Carson Wentz. Oh, he ranks down here. He's way down here in, in average completion percentage. He's down here. You know what else he is? He's 3-2. and two. You know what else he is? He's a couple of drop passes away from being 5-0. and oh. That's what Carson Wentz is. So you want to, do, do the Eagles have to play better on the road if they're going to beat good teams? Absolutely. That's a given. But the problem that I have with the media, it's not because I'm a Carson Wentz lapdog or apologist. The people who overreact to every game, win or loss. Here in Philadelphia, we overreact to wins. Forget about losses. Of course, people's heads explode when the Eagles lose. This city, they react wins i know i don't
3: understand 31 this to at 6 at all.
2: and by the way the only reason the jets got six points and i know they're horrible i said it yesterday on the show they right now are the worst team in football because their offense is absolutely awful because they're down to their third quarterback and we knew their offense was awful the stats all told you how bad they were third down first down they can't run the football they can't throw the football and the only reason the jets got a touchdown is because uh, the Eagles fumbled a punt return and hand-delivered a a gift touchdown where they ran a, a reverse, a double reverse, to get a score. Or else the Jets get shut out in that game. So the good news is the Eagles defense feasted on a team that they should have feasted on and got 10 sacks. The Eagles offense did enough, all they had to do, to beat a bad team that, oh, by the way, despite their secondary issues, The Jets' defense was a top-ten defense coming into this game, statistically. So if you want to use statistics about how bad Carson Wentz is, then you got to use the same statistics on how the New York Jets' defense, especially up front, and, and, you know, Jamal Adams was a beast yesterday. So it's not like this is a really, really rotten defense. So anyway, you know, overreact all you want. By the way, the baseball game is just underway and Jose Altuve has just left the Tropicana Field yard and the Astros who were in a position to try to get the sweep in Tampa Bay down in Clearwater lead already one nothing. The Philadelphia Eagles are down there Super Bowl in Tampa Champions. in an elimination game. And the Tampa Bay Rays, of course, have to win, or this series is over in a three-game sweep. I'll get you up up to date on all the other baseball, but that just started. Charlie Morton on the mound for your Tampa Bay Rays. And what's interesting to note, Robin, in this game, which is just underway... Yes. ...is that the pitcher today for the Houston Astros, his salary this year, $31.5 million, is more than the entire salary of every player on the Tampa Bay raise do you realize that <clears throat> you take the salaries of everybody? every single player except the ownership group I'm talking about the players right their roster combined makes less money than the starting pitcher wow of your Houston Astros today and of course the starting pitcher for your Houston Astros today
3: can we say that seems unfair is Zach
2: granky <laughs> Zach Granke makes $31.5 million. Not the entire organization, but certainly the starting lineup. So it's one nothing already. We got four elimination games for home teams today in baseball. How Hello, many elimination Double games man. today?
3: <laughs> By the way. Yes. Um, we are having Blurp look into why this is being played twice.
2: It's just so nice. You got to play it twice.
3: We, we don't know. It should only be playing once, but uh, the, the, the random sound effects that you hear are a variety of different things. Sometimes <laughs> it's somebody subscribing. Sometimes it's following. Sometimes it's somebody giving uh, bits and bits and bits and bits, which we love. Yes. But if you are a subscriber, mm-hmm. um, at least tier one or higher, you can get your own walk-up sound. And so some of them, which you hear once normal and then once louder in stereo are the blurp walk-up sounds and we don't know why they're being played twice blurps looking into that for us
2: exactly so we thank all of our followers and if you're a new follower that welcome aboard you can follow for free you you can follow for free no matter what
3: (laughs) (laughs) that would be one of them oh i like this one This is from Jolly Roger six seven three. Beautiful. I think that's his first one. I don't think he's ever done it before.
2: Well, he is a Jolly Roger. It is Monday, October seventh. It is the Tony Bruno Show, Bruno Nation Live, double header Monday, of course.
3: Yes, and I apologize. I said I sent out the "Ah." accurate
2: tweet, and then you sent out an inaccurate tweet, Robin. Because I did
3: it automatically. It's. it's, it's
2: this thing is messed up again yeah. because
3: you know what i need to get i need to get those little uh, 90 degree adapters so that they're not sticking straight up the cables and then they'll stay embedded.
2: meanwhile let's get back to the business okay so we got you up to date the big uh, the football news jay gruden's gone the other big news in football is the colts while you were sleeping or probably not watching the sunday night game And for all the people bashing Carson Wentz, Pat Mahomes was shut down last night. Pat Mahomes is unbelievable. You know we love Pat Mahomes. Yes.
3: But you said you thought he was hurt.
2: He was hurt. He got hurt. And and the people in Kansas City were going crazy looking for a penalty. He got hurt in his own end zone. All right, Bill. Fucking thing sucks. It does suck. (laughs) And all of a sudden now, the most exciting quarterback in football In his own home building last night, they only scored 10 points. The Kansas City Chiefs offense, high-powered as it is, the problem was the Colts went in there, they played man coverage, and even though if you look at numbers, see, this is all the dorks that look at fantasy numbers. That's why they can't differentiate the game from the fantasy world because if you look at Pat Mahomes' numbers and you're just a fantasy dork Mm – you look, 22 of 39, 321 yards, and an unbelievable po- Pat touchdown pass as he was flushed out of the pocket, rolled it and then threw across his body and right. found a guy in the end zone. Some guy who made Pringles uh, potato chips. I think the arrow to the Pringles potato chip fortune yes. caught the ball. So, p- number-wise, so Pat Mahomes. You have accepted the truth. Pat Mahomes had 321 yards and a touchdown pass. <clears throat> But guess what happened to Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? They lost so, a stinking you have accepted game the truth yes, I I always accept the truth It's only the truth here. you know why the uh the Kansas City Chiefs lost that game last night is it because Pat Mahomes had a bad night No Pat Mahomes didn't have a bad night it's because the Kansas City Chiefs had 36 total yards rushing the football, and the Indianapolis Colts. A huge underdog, 11-point underdog in Kansas City. Arrowhead Stadium, one of the toughest places to play.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Marlon Mack, yo. Marlon Mack on 132 yards rushing, which keeps the chains moving. Jacoby Brissett, boy, these are bad numbers. Now, this, the people are, who, who are criticizing Carson Wentz are probably going to look at Jacoby Brissett's numbers for the Colts last night. This is terrible. 18 yard 18 for 29, which is not bad. It's over 50%. Right. But only 151 yards passing. Jacoby Brissett, Robin, only had 151 yards passing and, and, and an interception. You know what that does to his fantasy numbers? His fantasy numbers suck it. I had Jacoby Brissett on my fantasy team. Ah well, guess what, fantasy douches? Jacoby Brissett and his team with his measly 151 yards and an interception won the frickin' game, douches. That's why fantasy football is Hitler. That is why so many brains in this country have been absolutely fried away from the reality of the game on the field and more into the stats. And you look at all the stats of the guys who throw for millions of yards... And most Sundays, they lose. They lose the game. Because when you're throwing that much, that means you're coming from behind. And that means you can't run the football. It's that simple. And the Colts last night. What's the matter, Robin? How do you really feel, Tony? (laughs) And again, you can play fantasy as much as you want. But when you don't live in reality, the reality is, the numbers that Jacoby Brissett put up last night, to most fantasy fans, they're pissed off because he didn't get him a win. Right. He didn't he'd have had Brissett, but, oh, man, he only had, a, he only had 151 yards. You got to give me more than that on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs when you win the game as an 11-point underdog. That's the problem with fantasy football, Robin. That's the problem in a nutshell. You look at Pat Mahomes' numbers, Good. It's bullshit. These people are worse than stinking analytics geeks. Than Dave Kapler, the same guy that they hate because he uses analytics, are the same people who use these numbers to determine whether a player is good or not. It's a joke.
3: Now, No Fly Zone said Dak had a hell of a day in fantasy. Too bad he's just an average quarterback.
2: Yeah, look at Dak Prescott's numbers.
3: Yeah, too bad he's an asshole,
2: too. Well, he's an asshole, but that's a different thing. We don't care about assholes. Yeah, we we do. No, we don't. I don't care whether these guys are assholes. Is he a criminal? No. He's not a criminal. He's just a guy who's full of himself because when you're an athlete and you play for the Dallas Cowboys and you do okay, and he's, listen, he's not terrible. I'm not going to rip Dak Prescott.
3: Yeah, but he was an asshole to me.
2: Yeah, so you can dislike him. I don't dislike dislike him because he was an asshole. I mean, he didn't assault you. He didn't do anything. No. He was just being a dick. Oh,
3: my God. It was just so.
2: That's not why. I, I, I don't even dislike the guy. Do I think he's a jerk? Yeah. He's like a lot of athletes. Not all athletes. A lot of athletes who are, are humble. Patrick Mahomes is still a it's humble kid.
3: Humble the night. I mean, he was raised well.
2: And I'll tell you what. You give me a choice between Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott. I'm taking psh, t- Patrick Mahomes every day of the week. You give me a choice between Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott with similar rosters, I'm taking Carson Wentz any day of the week. It's just my opinion. Now, I don't play fantasy. I don't own a team. I'm just giving you my opinion. So you can take your own fantasy quarterbacks for whoever you want. So Dallas last night, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, give him credit. He came back. But give him a loss, dog. And now all the – Yeah, I'm back again.
3: Tony, you had a fantastic Sunday uh, record, didn't you not?
2: Well, I did. Now, I was only two and two on my online uh, selections. Okay. I gave you the Minnesota Vikings because I knew the Vikings would get through this all this kind oh, the, court, the wide receivers are mad. This guy wants to leave. Diggs wants to leave. Adam Thielen, he's not getting along with his quarterback. And as I said on Friday, you know, as much as I like the young kid, Daniel Jones with the Giants you can't put the New York media happens to do that they put a guy on the Hall of Fame he wasn't terrible Daniel Jones he looks good but it's only his third game as a starter and remember who was the pressure on in that game yesterday not on the Giants it was on the Vikings the Vikings had to bounce back and show the world that they're not as bad as they looked they got a great running back and they got some good weapons and finally their quarterback Kirk Cousins plays the way they expected him to play, making some nice throws, moving the ball up and down. And so the Vikings winning against the Giants was no surprise to me. That was my lock of the weekend, Yes, the Minnesota Vikings. Not because I don't like the Giants or Daniel Jones. I just saw this as an opportunity where they're going to go in. And they were favored, by the way, the Vikings. It wasn't yeah. like they were an underdog. They were favored on the road, and they went in there and they won and covered the number.
3: Speaking of your locks, um, anybody that would like to follow Tony's locks and look at them all, um, they are posted on a variety of places, but they are original. The very first place that they are posted uh, is on the propsnetwork.com thepropsnetwork.com.
2: T H E P R O P S network.com. The props I mean, network. Right. The good thing is you don't have to pay for them in there. No. There's no touts in there telling you, hey, call my 990. 900- number here all information all uh conduit to betting locations which are all legitimate ones yes
3: it's the all the all the legal legitimate betting locations throughout the united states and um they they have information on each location if they're running any specials if they're running any promotions they'll talk about that they give you stats um it is a fantastic place for any if – if you want to take – um, whether you're serious about gambling or even if you're just a newbie, uh, it's a great place to find out information on how to do things and where to go. Exactly.
2: And that's where I post my picks every week. Now, I had a mediocre Sunday. It was two and two.
3: Now, your picks but are that, but... also posted, by the way, on, on the website, TonyBrunoShow.com. Right.
2: So, I was two and two on my picks that I posted Friday mm-hmm. and then yesterday during our Eagles pregame show. Right. We gave picks on the Eagles game.
3: Yes, because the Philly Godfather, um, he's a regular on the... The great
2: Philly Godfather.
3: Uh, the simulcast that we do with 97.3 ESPN. Mm-hmm. And on there, he came on again yesterday. Yes, just
2: like he did on Thursday night. We were both in lockstep mm-hmm. with the Rams and the over on the, I mean, under or over on the Thursday night game where we're 7-0 now on Thursday night football picks documented. So I gave my pick on the Eagles and the under... And the Eagles laying the fourteen, and the under being forty-three, and that was two more winners. So basically, I was four and two, right, on the Sunday picks. Even though
3: the the other two aren't shown on no, but those the proper... are documented. The, document. the, the ones on the website. And, miss... and I add, I didn't
2: look. In other words, I didn't do what a lot of these touts do that charge you for picks. <laughs> I didn't make a pick online and then go on the air somewhere else and then make an opposite pick of the ones yeah. that I liked. And then the, the ones that I ones liked are, that are, are went- on there, and that you can't walk away from those. They were two and two. Right. I love the Texans, and I loved the Minnesota Vikings. But, but this- I had the, the stinking Chicago Bears. I got sucked into the hole, and it was my fault for listening Duh, to people bears. like Luigi and all these other Have people. Have you not
3: learned? Don't listen to Luigi. No, no, no. I'm
2: busting his chops. But it wasn't just Luigi. It was all the media honks, the Chicago media, Uh the NFL experts out there saying, man. And and the Raiders, the numbers against the Raiders weren't good. The Raiders were 0-5 when they uh, go on the road after a win. And so both teams went on the road. They played in London. But the Bears went in there. Oh, the Bears. Khalil Mack is really going to stick it right up John Gruden's ass for trading him. He's going to shut down the Raiders. Man, you wait and see what that Bear defense does against Derek Carr and those stinking Raiders. They got rid of They dumped this guy's ass to Chicago, who's a great player, but I'm not knocking Khalil Mack. But the whole Khalil Mack is going to really stick it to Gruden for trading him away. Oh, by the way, the guy that he traded away, the pick for, the pick that he got for Khalil Mack, turned out to be the Alabama running back who stuck it up the Bears' defense's ass yesterday. Josh Jacobs. So what goes around comes around. And that was a bad pick. I got sucked in too, Robin. I got sucked. And not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the impressive teams, uh, to me, obviously, over the weekend, you got to give it up to the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders are 3-2. and two. You got the, the Vikings re, you know, getting their acts together. Teddy Bridgewater. Four touchdowns for New Orleans. How about the Saints? Teddy Bridgewater, 10-yard Teddy, they call him. He couldn't throw the ball downfield. Yesterday, Teddy Bridgewater goes out there and plays a great game, and the Saints win. How about Deshaun Watson? Five touchdowns. Houston puts up 53 points on the, the, the team formerly known as the Atlanta Falcons. And that's another one of the picks, the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, you play an AFC team, the Atlanta Falcons, they are a guaranteed loser. And then not only did they lose the game, they gave up 53 points. And now this is a team that blew the 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl just a couple of short years ago. And now they're an unmitigated disaster down there in Atlanta. There's absolutely no doubt about that. That's not me not liking Atlanta or rooting for another team. That's just facts. The Atlanta Falcons are an absolute disaster. Broncos finally got to win Arizona. How about that, Kyler Murray? And how about the Cincinnati Bengals fans at home? I'm sure my buddy A.J. in Cincinnati and all my friends in Cincinnati are going crazy. Oh, how about they came back. They were way down the Bengals at home. And it looked like they had their first win locked up against the Arizona Cardinals. But then Kyler Murray did his thing like he does that thing. And he wins the game, takes him on to a victory. And the Arizona Cardinals, I believe there will be a parade in Scottsdale today. There will be many women in high heels click-clacking along in Scottsdale, Robin, going from one bar to another to celebrate the Arizona Cardinals' victory in the desert. Comb the desert! And every time I go to Scottsdale in Arizona, Mm -hmm. and the weather's nice now, it's fall, it's not 120 degrees anymore, you want to talk about quality action.
3: There's a reason to go visit my dad.
2: Exactly right. Damn, it's, it's a lot of quality there. A lot of it, of course, it's paid for quality. A lot of it is enhanced quality. But, you know, when you make a lot of money, sometimes you spend a lot of money to look even better. You know what I'm saying?
3: So I don't know what just <laughs> happened. Uh, twitch had a little twitch, and the video disappeared. You mean a glitch in Twitch? Uh, there was a glitch in there Twitch. There was a Twitch glitch? Yes. Don't know what happened. I just checked the connection. It wasn't on our end. Uh, we were still up and running uh, to... What I'm using to disseminate to all the different locations, but for whatever reason, Twitch was just a li- had a little hiccup. So glad everybody's back. Have Where do no we go?
2: Did they miss my awesome uh, fantasy rant?
3: No, the fantasy rant was there. It okay. was in. Until... Maybe that blew up the system. Maybe it did. <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> There's some dude that has the, uh, the
2: Ke- uh, Keith Richmond.
3: No, Premius.
2: You know, Keith Richmond says, Robin, you're killing me, Smalls. And then he did some sort of artwork with all the no. dots.
3: That was Premius that did uh, the, the artwork. I'm not sure what that is.
2: It looks like, oh, I know what it looks like. It looks like eyes. You know, yeah. the weird eyes. No, is, that a- the is that the frog?
3: Is that Pepe the
2: frog that they, the, the oh, right wingers yes. use yes. as some sort I'm of sure meme?
3: That- oh, that's another one. Okay, this is annoying. Whoever Premius is, um, you're going to have to stop that. Otherwise, I'm going to have to Uh-oh. block you.
2: Do I have to give Glitch? For the twitch one of these already now
3: i hope not because it's, it's I, I gotta it.
2: give it to him robin i'm sorry not not lilo and stitch
3: stitch has a glitch
2: i don't know No, twitch has a glitch Ma- meanwhile let's get back to the business here so i hope you understand my point on quarterbacks and ratings and stats I do. and again did the Eagles offense play like a finely tuned machine yesterday? Of course not. You know why? Because just like a lot of because they're not robots. And they won 31 to 6. And so to me, I look at it and say, if they play the same game against a really good team, do they win 31 to 6? Of course not. But the the the, the anti-Carson Wentz mentality in the city is astounding. This guy still makes unbelievable Houdini plays every single week. The guy makes unbelievable plays, but he makes a couple of bad throws in a game. And, and by the way, he had another drop yesterday. And they, ran, and, they, and they ran the football well in the first half, and they didn't in the second. So is that Carson Wentz's fault? Carson Wentz is not the problem for the Philadelphia Eagles. Penalties yesterday, sloppy play was. And that's what happens when you're in a game where you go out there, your team knows that you're so much better than the opposition, and you try to just keep your intensity level high. And the Eagles offense had some glitches, but they were still able to move the football. Carson Wentz is still, by the way, in three games, Robin, Carson Wentz has not thrown an interception. But they don't want to look at those stats. They want to look at, he only had 180 yards in Green Bay. Yeah, I know they beat the Packers in Green Bay on a Thursday night in a game where they were underdogs and in a game where they couldn't stop Devontae Adams all night long. But Carson Wentz only threw for, what was 160, 180 yards? I don't care that he didn't throw any interceptions. I don't care. I just want Carson Wentz to throw for 400 yards and a couple of touchdowns. He threw for three touchdowns, but so what? He only threw for 160 yards. That's not helping me. That's not helping my fantasy team. I don't care if you win in Green Bay. Uh, You need to to give me fantasy points, Carson. Ridiculous.
3: Had to block Pramius, sorry.
2: Not Optimus Prime. (sighs)
3: So
2: anyway, there's my fantasy rant for the day. Jesus.
3: God, now I'm, there's a bunch of all of a sudden stuff that I have to. So bear with me for a second. There's like three. I have four- to continue the program. Yeah, I know. I just, I just want to let I you
2: know. Can I continue on with the audio portion of the program while you continue with the Twitch board portion of the program?
3: I just want to let you know that if you're talking to me, I can't pay attention for a
2: second. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. But anyway, back to the uh, action. And I got to give up love to Clarence Hill Jr. I'm sure my buddy AJ in San Antonio is angry today too. Do I do I feel a special inner joy when the Cowboys lose? Yeah, I give him credit for coming back. But the the moral to the story is, and it happens here in Philly too. So I'm just knocking the, just knocking cowboy fans when a writer like Clarence Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star-Telegraph, writes a column today basically saying that the Cowboy fans finally got a reality check. He says they were sniffing themselves after a 3-0 start. You know, that happens. You're, You're a favorite to win the NFC East. Cowboys are a damn good football team. Great defense. I know they lost. See what happens when you lose not only one offensive lineman but two? What happens? The quarterback is under more pressure. And they didn't run the ball particularly well again. <clears throat> and so Dallas goes crazy. They get out to a 3-0 and start. But then you forget to look. You forget to look that the Cowboys have four playoff wins in 24 years, Robin. 24 years. And in their first three games, when they got out to that 3-0 and start, they beat the New York Giants, the Washington Redskins, And the Miami Dolphins. You know what the combined record of the three teams that they beat to go out to 3-0 is? How about 2-12? 2-12. And the only team with two wins was the Giants. And the Giants only had two wins because they brought in Daniel Jones and moved on from Eli Manning. So... I get it. Everybody, your team starts 3-0, you get happy. No matter what fan base you're from, your team starts 3-0, you say, hey, we're 3-0, and and then the Eagles were down there 1-2, and and you're starting to sniff yourself. Although it's hard for me to sniff myself. The only people that can sniff themselves are animals, right? Or really, 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 uh, very, very, a lot of yoga chicks. People who are not only double-jointed, but people who can bend around and get into all different types of p- contortionists. You know what I mean? Those are the only people that can sniff themselves. So I like that term when you say fans sniff themselves when their teams play well. But even Cowboy fans can't sniff themselves. He said they need a reality check. They are suspect, fraudulent, and they're sniffing themselves after the 3-0 start. And now Cowboys play two good teams in a row, the Saints. And then the Saints were on the road. With Teddy Bridgewater, and then they went and played at home on a Sunday night, and get embarrassed for the first half, and to their credit, found a way to come back to make it a close game. But then their kicker misses a field goal that would have made it a one-possession game, and it was it was a fantastic finish until he missed and Marv missed the field goal. The bottom line is this: the Cowboys are three and two, the Eagles are three and two. So now they start the season over again at the NFC East, and the Eagles have to go on the road with a tough stretch, and now the Cowboys will get the Jets on Sunday. And the Cowboys obviously are going to beat the Jets. But I don't know. If Sam Darnold comes back, it will be it be a better game? We'll find out. In the meantime, Mr. Monday Night will be back out and about tonight, Robin. It's Monday, so after we do this show, we'll pack up the family truckster, drive over the New Jersey Bridge on the 42 Freeway, which has been under construction now, for pretty much 50 years of my life, maybe longer. I can only go back 50 years in remembering the 42 Freedway, which is the main roadway that heads south toward the Atlantic City shoreline until they finally built the Atlantic City Expressway decades ago. But the 42 Freeway is one of the most heavily traveled and congested roads in America, and it's always under construction. And so we have to get through that 42 gauntlet, and then we have to get through to 55 and head to Glassboro, New Jersey for the Monday night soirée at Landmark Americana, Robin. We'll get to see many of our Twitch followers' favorites. Who's the one uh who's the one bartender, Robin that everybody has their eye out for? Just give me a quick name, Robin, please. Is it Melissa? Domenica. Domenica I'm sorry. How can I forget Domenica? Domenica. She'll be there. The whole gang will be there tonight. I'll be there. Aton Shander will be there, John McMullen, who, by the way, yesterday predicted the Eagles would win, 31-7. to And if it not for the stupid two-point conversion, if they had just kicked the, the extra point, John McMullen, Eagle insider, would have been dead on in his prediction of 31-7. to That's the kind of football expertise that you're getting when you listen to this program and, of course... So there's this one douchebag, I guess, on our Twitch stream that's putting all these cryptic things. it keeps
3: putting it up there. I need help from somebody. (laughs) Even though I blocked him, for whatever reason, it's still up there.
2: It's just stupid artwork. I know, but it's... I hate it, too. I would like to find that guy, and I would like to take my Louisville Slugger and maybe go by over to... uh, Maybe head over to... uh, What's the place we love to go over uh, in Jersey? Joe,
3: Joe Theismann just called, and he says, how about now?
2: Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's do it live. And in the meantime, all the people on, uh, or on the Twitch stream, you can uh, just enjoy the conversation. You know what I'm saying? I can't use the bug assault on him. That wouldn't do any damage if we could find that person. Anyway, Joe Theismann, we're going to get him in a second, because obviously Joe has his finger on the pulse of what is going on in our nation's capital. He's still a part of the Washington Redskins. He will always will be, and even Notre Dame. But we're going to get Joe Thysman here in a second to get, get his uh, spin on this whole situation going down there. I don't think it's a shock that Jay Gruden was fired. I think the way they did it was a little bush league. In fact, I saw a video last night after the game when Washington lost where the, the owner, Daniel Snyder's limo, rushed right out of the parking lot underneath in the tunnels at a, uh, down there at FedEx Field. And then, of course, uh, the general manager, his uh, limo rushed right through the tunnel and got out of there last night at FedEx Field. And so they knew that something was going to happen. But anyway, that's what happened. And no one's shocked. And when you look at who they put in there to replace him, Bill Callahan, Bill Callahan was the assistant head coach. And a man who's been there through all of these coaching changes, he was there before no. Daniel Snyder. Before Daniel Snyder actually bought the Washington Redskins, Joe Theismann was the man who kept the organization in the forefront of respectability and greatness. He is Joe Theismann. Joe, how are you, pal?
1: I agree you're so kind. I appreciate those kind words. It's a little rough here in town now.
2: Is that because of the Washington Redskins, or is that because of the dysfunction in our U.S. government?
1: Uh, Well, you know, the Nationals lost last night. Yes. The Redskins lost yesterday, and um, I really, you know, I stopped following politics because it was so confusing. <laughs> it, it's, it's more like a fight than anything else. I mean, where nobody wins in the end. So I just decided to focus on sports for change. But it's just, you know, it, the, the
2: Nationals have brought so much hope, and of course yep.
1: Scherzer's going to go tonight. So hopefully we can get to a game five. And, but the Redskins have, I mean, it was almost inevitable that something had to happen in the direction that we were going in. So it, it wasn't uh, a surprise that Jay got fired. I mean, they had to make some type of a move after uh, after the over 5 start. Although, you know, I think back, my first tenure under Joe Gibbs, we were 0-5. Marty Schottenheimer was 0-5, I believe, in 2001 uh, early on. And both of those teams finished 8-3. and That's what's interesting. So, you know can can this redskin team go 8 and 3 I don't
2: know And remember Joe last year this team got off to a good start 6 and 3 they had Alex Smith then he gets hurt and then obviously you know the wheels came off and so yeah. you and that's what they were thinking they were thinking they finish 6 and 3 they lose their quarterback and then all of a sudden you know they they finished 7 and 9 and I'm sure the ownership group and Dan Snyder and you know and Bruce Allen all thought hey you know I'll give the guy another chance 7 and 9 after what happened to that team you know and then Trent Williams holds out and then you lose you know the, your young running back early and again i'm not making excuses but there's a lot of reasons that this all happens yes, and no, it's no. not just that they don't have any talent
1: i agree with you 100% and you know people would perceive these as reasons or i should say excuses but you know Jordan Reed who he, around he, he's a, he's a terrific high-run receiving guy back. Brandon Davis didn't play. He's another one that's filled in tremendously for Jordan Reed. The league's become a tight end based offense. You look at look at look at Philly. Look at Kansas City. Um, you know, look at the New England Patriots. Even with Gronk on, still the tight ends have a big presence. You look around the league. Tight ends make a world of difference on a football field. You know, we don't have a presence in the middle of the football field to, to affect anything. I mean, we've got. 11 guys on IR now, 46 over the last two years. I, I, again, for this football team to go 7-9 and nine under Jay over the last two years, I thought he did a heck of a job. But, but when you look at um, the product on the field, the amount of penalties that we've seen, we have 56 penalties in the first five games of the season. That's an average of 11 a game almost. And, and so when you start to break it down, it's more than just a lack of the quality of, of athlete on the field. There are guys... Tony, that are starters in this league, and there are guys that are backups. If you've got a bunch of starters playing a bunch of backups, the backups will hold up for a little while, but not for a long time. And I think naming Bill Callahan, Callahan the head coach, was the inevitable one. And now Kevin O'Connell will take over play calling. And Jay, you know, Jay admitted, like, I think, after the Giant game, he said, you know, I didn't do a very good job calling plays. And I was thinking to myself, well, maybe, you know, Maybe Kevin could do it, and so now he's going to. He's the coordinator. He was the
2: coordinator anyway. We're talking with Jay Theismann, of course, when you think of Washington. He's the first guy I think of, other than George Allen and, of course, uh, John Riggins and all the other legendaries. But Joe's my guy, and so when I wanted to get the pulse of what's going on down there, and now I'm seeing rumors about, you know, that, that Callahan's going to obviously coach the rest of the season. They're not going to fire him. You know, they're not going to do Because, you know, no. Dan Snyder has, has never actually fired a coach in midseason. So, this is out of the norm for him, but I guess he wanted to put Callahan in so that when they he – he didn't want to wait until after the Miami game because Washington, you would think, is still going to beat Miami. And so they're going to put Callahan in a position where his team's going to be favored for the first time and hopefully will be able to beat Miami, which really is, has nothing to play for.
1: Well, you know what becomes even the more pressing question? I think, it, I think it, you're right. I think will finish the season – and then they'll evaluate and start looking around for you know what they want. We're a young football team. I don't think they should go to the college ranks to try and bring a coach in from there. I, I'm not a big fan of college coaches coming in. Very few have had any kind of success. You know, Cliff Kingsbury's committed out there in Arizona, but that's about it. I mean, we've we've seen some of the greatest college coaches come into this game and not have success. Um, and it you just you reach a point where. You have to do something. You have to make a decision. And and this football team, unfortunately for Jay, it had to happen at this particular time. And we, you know, you talk about, the Miami, well, we're going to go down to Miami. We're favored by six and a half points. You still have to play the game. Colt McCoy is going to be in his second game. But here's the big question. When and if do they decide that they want to get a look-see at Dwayne Haskins? You committed a number one to him. We've seen number ones go onto the field, Daniel Jones up in New York. Um, when does – you know, is Dwayne ready to be able to go out and lead the football team? And I think the readiness will that, – that question will be answered when he steps on a field, but I still think he's not quite ready. I still think he needs some more time. Um, certainly the, the lesson he had against the Giants um, – didn't fare well but you have to do that to be able
2: to see where you are now joe i've heard the rumors and again that's all i can hear is what, what's being reported and a lot I, I look at the legitimate media people not the, you know the the nitwicks on twitter who don't know anything but think they do and again twitter's there for that for that purpose and god bless them but the bottom line is i've heard that Dwayne haskins was not a jay gruden favorite that this came from upstairs and that's why he was reluctant to put him in but in the giants game To put him in there with no reps whatsoever was not smart, but then not to give him the full team reps and get ready for the Patriots. You know, if you're going to put this guy in, I would put him in. If I'm running the team, I use the number one pick, I now get him first team reps, sort of like what we saw with the Jets yesterday. You know, they gave Sam Darnold, they gave Sam Darnold all the first team reps, and then they throw out, you know, the kid from Washington State and uh, throw him to the Wolves, and he gets destroyed.
1: I'm sorry. I, I just I don't agree with you, Tone. You know, you and I agree on a lot of things, but I, unless he's ready to step out on the football field from a preparation standpoint, I wouldn't put him out there. You've got 11 games. Um, and and but let, me, let me explain something to you. Getting the first team reps doesn't mean a whole lot because that doesn't simulate the speed of the game when you're in it. I, 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 listen. You, you and I could read books, okay, on tennis. I could read all the books of the world on tennis. And then say, you know what, I, I understand tennis so well. Tony, you and I understand it. Let's, you know, let's take on Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer because we really understand the game. No, you have to be in the action to be able to learn what you do and do not know. And I think eventually Dwayne will get on the football field. But, I mean, you know, this team has to travel to Buffalo. It gets the Jets, which is a pretty good defensive team. It has the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. I don't don't think it makes sense putting him in that environment when you don't have a supporting cast around him to take some of the pressure off him.
2: Now, I hear what you're saying, Joe, but I look at it this way. You know, we see so many guys who get drafted. Back in the day, as you know, you drafted a guy in the first round he wasn't starting. You were putting him, he, he sat and learned behind the starting quarterback. And eventually, you know, like Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones is this year. He didn't really have to wait that long. And then you put well, a guy I mean, in there.
1: Let's, let's, I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me say this about Daniel Jones, okay? He comes from Cutcliffe, who, who was part of the Mannings. He's gone to the Manning camps. This, this guy was mature beyond his years because of the experience that he had in college. Played 30 games in college. Wings played 13. Blaine was a one-year starter. I think Daniel was a two or three-year starter. Uh, like I said, the, you know, you basically had the same kind of coach that coached Eli and, and work worked with Peyton uh, at their camps. So I think the transition for him was a little bit easier going in. I'm more of I'm more of a, the Patrick Mahomes sit behind Alex for a year, learn the system, learn what we want to do. Then we're going to commit to you. That's what that's when I would commit to him. I wouldn't commit to him any sooner.
2: No, I hear you, Joe, and you're probably right. Again, I'm just looking at it from a – if you draft a quarterback number one, and obviously the Alex Smith injury threw everything into haywire. You know, you bring in yeah. Case Keenum, who's a nice quarterback. You bring in Colt McCoy, who gets hurt, and then he comes back and plays. But you've got to have that guy of the future. And as you know, we've talked about this since the RG3 and how you know he was going to revolutionize things, and then he gets hurt all the time. And, and so everybody thinks they get the guy when they get him. And here in Philly, you know, Carson Wentz, there are people complaining that his numbers aren't great yet he's finding ways to win games. And so the world is crazy. Oh, you know, I was talking about the Green Bay win a little earlier. Oh, my God, he only threw for 180 yards in Green Bay. He's not helping my fantasy team. And then I pointed out Jacoby Brissett last night, who only threw for 151 yards, uh, but he got a running game going, and they beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in their building who had 321 yards. Everybody looks at how many yards did he throw for instead of what the yards meant.
1: Dallas yesterday. The Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers beat the Dallas Cowboys because of their ability to run the football. Yep. I mean, it's it's and you know I'm fortunate enough to you know have quarterback to world championship football team. That's part of a world football team because I had a great running back. I mean, the running back position has major significance in the outcome of games. Nobody likes to talk about it because it's not cute and fancy. You know, it, it does. It's it's not a wow kind of stuff. And, but yet, it's still the fundamental basis of football. Stop the run and run the football. You're going to win a lot more football games than you are just throwing it all over the park.
2: And you're right. You look at the teams that are succeeding in the NFL this year with young quarterbacks. You've got to run the football. The Chiefs couldn't run the football. They had 36 total yards rushing last night. And then Marlon That's- Mack by himself. Marlon Mack by himself had 132 of the 180 yards. And just people – that's what happened with the Eagles. They, you know, they get an all-new all running back core, and then they were trying to get Sanders in there and, you know, Howard. And now that they mixed them up, they found a formula where that's how you win, Joe. You've got to run the football to take the pressure off your quarterback.
1: And, then, and here's the key. This is the key. You run the football, then you create the opportunities for your quarterback to make the plays that are necessary. Of which he's going to have to make three to four in the course of a game. Maybe it's a third and long complete, or a third and six in a crucial situation. Maybe it's that receiver breaking behind the defenders where you've got to lay it out there, and it's got to be a touchdown. It's got to be a big play. That's 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 really to me what you get paid for. You don't get paid for numbers. I mean, I would I wouldn't pay for somebody to have numbers. I want to look at the quality of throws. I want to look at. In certain situations, how do you perform? That's what's important to me. If I throw 20, 20 passes a game and I, compl- and I complete nine of them, but three are for touchdowns because they come at a crucial time and another two to, to pick
2: up first down so that we can keep the ball away from the other team, I'm good with that. No, I totally agree with you, Joe, but we live in a world, you know, and I go off on fantasy people, but listen, fantasy is important. A lot of people play. it, It keeps them involved in the game. I get that. I, I don't play it. That's why.
1: I think fantasy is great. You know, and now, you know, I think people have to, you know, they have to reconsider a little bit when you start talking about fantasy people. They almost have to think about, you know what, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start, uh, you know, maybe I'll go running back here and take a lesser quarterback, which you can get cheaper, and, 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 and you know, go defense in the uh, in running game.
2: No, I hear you. But when you look at quarterback, when you look at the Sunday recap of the quarterbacks, you know, they put up number one, and he's got 400-and-something yards, And then he loses. I mean, you see, most of the time when you see quarterbacks who have thrown the ball 50-plus times and have 400-something yards, they usually lose because they're throwing when they're coming from behind or unless they're really playing a bad opponent. That's why people are mad at Carson Wentz here, Joe. They go, oh, Carson Wentz got a win, but his defense got 10 sacks. And, you know, their offense was sloppy. No one's disagreeing with that. But people assume that because they played sloppy against a really bad jet team, that human beings aren't saying, "Well, you know, we got a road trip now. We got to go to Minnesota. We got to go to Buffalo. We got to go to Dallas." That the players don't think about that. They still went out and won thirty-one to six.
1: Yeah. So you know, I mean, you know, they're they're happy. Okay, it gets on.
2: No, but the <laughs> fans aren't happy. The, the fans who have the, the Carson Wentz alleged fans are upset that Carson Wentz isn't putting up the monster numbers. He hasn't thrown an interception in three games, but apparently that doesn't matter to people who want to see him throw for 350 yards Uh, every week.
1: I think it matters to him. You know, Billy's always been so nice to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Joe. They love you better than they love Jimmy Johnson Uh, in this town. Come on. They never threw snowballs at you, uh, Joe.
1: Why is it called the city of brotherly love? I mean, there has to be a reason. I keep looking for one. But I guarantee you there's
2: got to be a reason out there. <laughs> there's only one answer for the Washington Redskins, Joe. You must buy the team. You must buy the team from Dan Snyder. I, I know you know Dan Snyder. I know you're in the organization. But, you know, the one common denominator here, and, again, I don't, I don't know Dan Snyder, but it seems to be that, you know, somebody posted up on our, on our page, you know, before Dan Snyder, you guys were winning Super Bowls and you were successful. Even though, you know, you had a coach and George Allen. They always used to trade the number one picks away and go out and get talent. That's a different era. But the whole Dan Snyder is the problem. Do you believe Dan Snyder is the problem and has to sell this team to get this thing
1: fixed? I, I do not. Vehemently, I vehemently deny that. He doesn't, he doesn't throw the ball. He doesn't catch the ball. He doesn't block. He doesn't tackle. He doesn't do any of those things. I think that what you need to do is there's something has been well, just in the Jay Gruden era, one thing that's been extremely absent has been a quarterback with any that's played any length of time. You, know, you you need stability at the quarterback position if you want to build around something. And if you have stability at the quarterback position, you're probably going to have stability at the head coaching position. And then it's a question of putting people around you. You know, it, it's a funny thing about head coaches; they're really head administrators because they have so many so many other responsibilities. Now I know Bill Callahan's going to take over, and he's the offensive line coach. And Phil, his assistant, I think will do a good job. But, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that have to happen um, and demands on a head coach's time. You know, to me, you, you look at it, it's the coordinators that really control the game. You know, in, in the case of Washington, Jay wanted to call the plays. I asked him in training camp a few years back when, I, when he was going to call the plays. I said, why? Because I want to. Okay? There's enough reason for me. You're the head coach. And then a couple of weeks ago, he said, you know, I, I need to do a better job calling plays. Well, then, give it to Kevin O'Connell, who's now going to be the offensive coordinator. But, you know, Jay will, Jay will wind up as a coordinator and I think do an excellent job in this league. I mean, what he what managed to get out of this football team in the last couple of years it is amazing. to go 7-9 and nine with the amount of people that were hurt. I mean, he's had seven quarterbacks in the last, what, seven games, I think, seven or eight games. You just you can't win. You just it, it just won't happen, Tony.
2: No, I hear you, Joe, and that's why you know when you get a when you get a guy like uh, Carson Wentz in Philly, and Philly's been lucky with quarterbacks. I mean, you know, going back to uh, you go back to, to Jaworski, who they took uh, from the Rams, and then he leads them to a Super Bowl with a Vermeil era. Go back to Randall Cunningham, who never won a Super Bowl and, and probably should have at least been in one in Philly, and certainly was so close to one in Minnesota. So they've had good yep. Donovan McNabb era. I mean, the Eagles have had. Good quarterbacks, but not good enough to win a Super Bowl, and that is not just because the quarterbacks weren't good enough. It, you know, it's the whole system around them. It's the coaching. It's the, it's team. the it, Yes. It's,
1: it's, it's the team. I mean, you know, the New York, the, the, the Buffalo Bills don't have a ring because the kicker missed a kick. I mean, look at how many look at how many games over the weekend were decided by kickers missing kicks. Yep. You know, there's 32 teams in the National Football League. I have no idea what the number is, but I promise you it's somewhere around at least six. At least 20% of the teams in the National Football League were affected either positively or negatively by
2: kickers. Yep. Ask the Dallas Cowboy fans today about the kick. Now, again, that didn't cost them a game, but it cost them a chance to make it a one-possession game.
1: Ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneer team against the Giants. Yep. You know, Adam Venatieri goes out. They were, they were posting Adam's numbers, which are not Adam Venatieri-like numbers. I mean, it's, uh, for some reason, there's a, there's a kicker virus going around now. Yeah, but Venatieri
2: was- did kick four last night in that Colts win. But the interesting thing, you talk about kickers. How about the Tennessee Titans kicker? He misses four field goals in that game, and that's 12 points off the board. Now, a couple of them are ridiculous, 53-yarders. You don't expect those to be made. But they lose a 14-7 to game, and their kicker misses four field goals. Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, again, it's almost—I I forget the statistic because I was broadcasting. I—I was a little closer to it, but um, probably twenty to twenty-five percent of the games on a Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever are going to.
2: Yeah, and Bennett Terry, to his credit, made three big ones last night in a game where they needed him to make those kicks. That's
1: why he is who he is. He'll be in the Hall of Fame someday. Absolutely. It should be.
2: Last thing I got to ask you about, since you follow all of this stuff, is the, the whole Carson Wentz uh, conversation. You've watched him play. I mean, the guy still makes a couple of magician-like plays. Yesterday, where he ducked under a guy on a rush, you know, and was able to make a nice throw. What's your, as you see, Carson Wentz now in his fourth year and obviously healthy for the first time because he's moving around. He's not running around a lot, but... What do you you see in Carson Wentz now? Do you see any improvement? Is he a problem? Is he a guy who can win a Super Bowl? Because no, because of the Foles stuff, Joe, you know. You know, there's always that, well, Foles won the Super Bowl. It wasn't Carson Wentz. No,
1: Foles didn't win the Super Bowl. Nick Foles quarterbacked the Philadelphia Eagles to a Super Bowl victory. That's the way you have to say it. Absolutely. The defense of the Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion, were the ones that made it. You know, they they were the ones that, that... sort of carried that team through the year. Carson Wentz is not a four-year player. He may he may be in his fourth year, but Carson Wentz is about a two-and-a-half-year player. I count the time he was hurt, and I count the time that he had to spend rehabbing and not working on his trade. I like so many things about him. His competitive nature, his athleticism for a big guy, which is really you know, impressive to me. I think he can put the ball in places where not a lot of guys have the arm strength to do it. There's, a, there's a, a myriad of things that I really like about Carson, and he's only going to get better the more comfortably he becomes with Doug. The more comfortable they become going forward. Remember, it's a little bit of a change, too, because, you know, Frank Reich was the, the play caller a year ago, and, and Doug. So, you know, there's a little bit of change there that he's dealing with. A little bit of, uh, you know, what's the personality of the play caller? Are, are we on the same page? Um, but you can count on Carson twice a game. To perform some type of a Houdini Houdini escape, and and all of a sudden you know you got a big play. He did it against the Redskins a couple of years ago, twice.
2: I saw a play-by-play cut of you over the weekend, Joe. Back in the day when when you were on the ABC, it was an AFA, ABC game uh, where you know the you know, the three men. Oh, we,
1: uh, we did the Music City Miracle.
2: That's right. Uh, no, nah, that, yeah. I love those old calls. Well, you know with the, with McGuire and the whole gang there, oh, and of the course yeah, Mike Patrick. Mike Patrick.
1: Yeah, I, I got a kick out of it too. I, I mean, I, I enjoy. I, I, it was fun. I, you know, I, I sent Mike a text, Patrick. After I don't have Paulie's contacts, because he's on a golf course all the time. I wouldn't take it anyway. But um, I, I sent Mike Patrick a, a text, and I said, "You know what? It was that was fun. We had fun doing this thing, and it was a a terrific game. I mean, that game was over, and I rem- I, I remember that day because I remember going down into the tunnel after it was over." and the Buffalo Bills were still just shaking. his said, Wade Phillips was just still shaking his head. And you see, Wade made a very bold move in that game. He benched Doug Flutie and played Rob Johnson. Yep. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was something special. See Steve McNair out there and everybody.
2: Yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's, that's what's great about sports. We have memories and, you know, the fact that you and I have known each other for a long time. We always make new yeah. memories, Joe. Absolutely, absolutely, tones. Always great to talk to you, Joe. And so, well, now, are you taking your name out of the hat? Yes, or, I'm, or, not for, in, I'm not in the running. For general I'm, manager or never
1: next... It ne- hasn't been announced anywhere. It's on your show. and, and it's, I am not in the running for anything that has to do with the Washington Redskins uh, as far as uh, manager, general manager,
2: anything. Can you unequivocally deny that you will not be the next coach of the Washington Redskins in 2020 or the next general manager of the Washington Redskins?
1: Unequivocally, I can deny that I will not. Nor will I never be the general manager or the coach of the Washington Redskins. I'm going to root like heck for whoever it is, and um, then we'll go from there.
2: What about the restaurant down in Alexandria?
1: Yeah, we just did a remodel. I, it's uh, it's on Diagonal Road in Alexandria, Virginia. It's called Joe Beisman's. We just finished a remodel, and it's very proud of it. It's um, it's really sort of it's neat. It's got some great murals in it. It's got my high school jersey, my college jersey, my Canadian jersey. Tony, why know. haven't
3: you brought me down there yet? I don't I've know. I haven't been. Been.
2: My son yeah. lives in Maryland. We've been to Virginia, but I haven't been Alec, well, like, But Joe's on. not in there. Are you in there at all, Joe?
3: Yeah, I stop in. Absolutely.
2: Right, but does he to have
3: to be there for you to take me down there?
1: No.
2: I don't get to do anything. I'm working nine days a week now. As The older I, I get, it. the more I work, Joe.
1: Well, then, then what you need to do is take some time, take Robin down there, have a good time, have a great meal. On me. You can be my guest if, that, if that's what it takes to entice you to be there. No, no, I don't need a cop.
2: I don't need a cop meal to go, come down to your restaurant, Joe.
3: Well, obviously, you need something because you
2: haven't showed up. I'll tell you what he needs, Joe. Uh, <laughs> take care, guys. All right, you. ladies and gentlemen, put your head. The great Joe <laughs> Thyssen. Go, good to talk to you, man. Joe Thyssen, ladies and gentlemen. You notice I didn't call him Thiesman one time.
3: I know. That was I it. always
2: do the Thiesman thing, but not this time. This is too serious to talk about Joe Thiesman, which is the way his name was really pronounced, as you well know. Yes. Beautiful.
3: I love him. I have, I still you have... You dissed s-
2: him over the weekend, though, Robin.
3: How did I diss remember him? Remember we
2: were joking about... Why, remember we me- I mentioned Joe's name on the show. I said they need Joe Thiesman. To go back out there and quarterback, yeah. When we're talking about the Redskins not using Dwayne Haskins, I said run Joe Theismann out there, but don't bring out, you know who I was talking about—the man who broke his leg on television. But the great Lawrence Taylor.
3: Yes, but and I, then
2: and then you and then I oh then we're talking about his age. I said you know Joe still that's what it was. I yes. said you know Joe still looks great, man. I said he's you no, know, he's around my age, and he's seventy. He's older than me, and he still looks good. And you said he doesn't look that good, or something like that, Robin. That was a dish. You're luckily I didn't bring that up to Joe. That would have been I the end of your comped disc. meal no, at remember- Joe Theismann's in Alexandria, Virginia. <laughs> no, no,
3: no, no, no. I vaguely, I was.
2: I, you may have to go back to the tape.
3: I was under the impression. I, I mean, I seem to recall that I, we were talking about the age, and I just knew that he. For he looks absolutely amazing, and I just knew that he was a little bit older than you, and it was actually more of a—I was so impressed at how look how good he looked, knowing that I knew that he was older. That's what it was. No, I think uh, no, Robin,
2: we're going to have to go back to the tape. Yeah, we're going to have to go back. By the way, while we're on, I didn't want to break into Joe to do a baseball update, but that Kevin Kiermeier left the yard deep, almost hit the speakers with a three-run dong. Kevin Kermeyer this is has put-
0: such a crock of no shit. it's not it's a hell
2: of a ball game I mean he got you know you got uh you got Zach Granke out there giving up a three-run bomb to Kevin Kermeyer and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays have taken a 3-1 lead even though they don't play in Tampa they play in St. Petersburg and they are simply the Rays they got the devil out of there a few years ago and the devil went back to Georgia.
3: Yes, they did. As someone once the said. The crossroads. Yeah. Um, Bert and Gus, <laughs> Robin has high standards, just like her high alcohol IPAs. <laughs> standards, man. Yes, I do. I do have high standards. And um, that was AJ in San Antonio rejoining the stream. So, yeah, weird things were happening. I don't know if it was a um, a... That, that we were trying to be hacked, we certainly were hacked by three separate.
2: Yes, we had a hack attack going <gasps> on here,
3: man, and it was I, I was blocking them on the stream chat, and yet they were still showing up. It was an I,
2: onslaught. It was like the Chinese government has actually good
3: God Almighty invaded
2: so, us. Now it's all clean. Robin's been working hard.
3: I the almost the, the entire Joe Thysman interview I was furiously trying to figure out I had to go back into the twitch bowels of the channel moderation on a whole different page and um, block them within there from the uh, anyway nobody wants to know how I did it let but me give was... you a
2: wrong uh, roaring round of applause Robin because <sighs> that, that was that was sheer professionalism luckily you know I could talk to Joe for an hour Yeah, which I've done in the past especially at, when we're up at Tahoe
4: yeah, was, but uh, but was that was struggling. good
2: conversation because we talked about what's going on in Washington, which is the big story of the NFL, until Mr. Monday Night goes back and does his Monday night appearance. And Mr. Monday Night's in a little slump here. He needs to bust out of it tonight. Uh, maybe he needs to need, snap out of it tonight. Maybe
3: you need a slump buster.
2: Uh, those college girls are too young, Robin. I mean, uh, you know, I've been yeah, thinking I've about it. i never said the and,
3: college girls. It doesn't have to be a college girl.
2: Well, you, you know what's – Glassboro University, that's Rowan University yes. there in Glassboro. And, of course, the but crowd, think- the crowd tonight at Landmark Americana, very, very heavily, not heavy girls. There's a mix. There's some thin yeah, girls. There's, a, there's some I, tall girls. I saw there's some, some
3: MILFs there the other night, too. Yeah, yeah, there's a, it's a good mix. There might have been a few GILFs. I'm not sure. You know, I, I,
2: I'm not going to. No, it's not Domenica. It's not the bartenders and the help staff there. They're all great.
3: They're wonderful, but they are a little bit on the young side.
2: As you know, as one man who now has a university named after him once said, and this is why he got a university named after him. I Wait, don't care how do you he... bring him; just Brigham Young. Yeah, I a think little, that's what uh, that's what it bring... Tony. I know. Listen, that's just... I didn't give the guy his name.
3: <laughs> oh, so you're 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 just giving history lesson? Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. That's okay. how. How do
2: you think they got the name all Brigham right, Young? All right. Come on, Robin. You know I don't go there. So... Don't go there. Don't go there with me.
3: Now, I already told AJ in San Antonio, um, but I think that there are some other folks that are on here regularly, like religiously, that I am going to give moderation uh, permissions to so that hopefully you guys can help me out. Because as we grow, I'm sure there's going to be more. Is and it more... going to be
2: a moderation sensation?
3: Well, you know, the fact that we're only the two of us in the studio. We um, need like I
2: hall think... monitors?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> As we grow and there's more and more people tuning in, that also invites more assholes. And uh, I want I want moderators to be able to help me stomp those assholes out of here.
2: Wow, Robin, that's really, really strong talk from you on a Monday. Yes,
3: well, it pisses me off. I don't like I don't, people that, for no reason. You know, it's one thing to argue, and it's one thing to have an opinion, but mm-hmm. just to be on somebody's stream just because you're a freaking a-hole it just really ah uh, i wish i wish they were here I, I i would
2: what would you do robin what would you do this is what i the first thing i would say to him you're a crumb creep coward exactly you're a real crumb bum and most importantly it's probably someone who's been drinking excessively i, I don't are really think a lush, so i can tell by looking at you exactly
3: I think it's just people that are absolutely safe, so pathetic.
2: Oh, wait a minute. We got a oh, new... Whoa, John from Abington.
3: Oh, that's an oh. interesting one. A
2: little porno action.
3: That's like, an interesting...
2: Speaking of porn, I will have an unbelievable porn update today. Really? I don't like to talk about... It's not, I'm not really going to talk about pornography in its raw form. I'm just going to talk about the genius of the porn world, Robin.
3: I actually sort of have a kind of porn update as well. That but has... Just, let me give this one now okay. because
2: this is brilliance. Now, of course, I didn't watch it last night, but the WWE had its big H-I-A-C. No, it has nothing to do with air conditioning and heating. That's H-V-A-C. <laughs> last night it was H-I-T-C.
3: H-I-T-C?
2: Hashtag H-I-T-C. Okay. Now, that's not a new drug, that you can vape. That's, okay. T- that's And that's not the group TLC. You know what H-I-T-C stands for, right? Hell in the Cell. So they did a promotion last night, a right. pay-per-view, on the WWE Network. Hell in a Cell, H-I-T-C, which is the hashtag. And a lot of people were complaining about it. They said it sucked. It didn't live up to what they expected. People were demanding a refund. There was an actual hashtag, uh, get rid of the... Cancel the end, the WWE Network. I don't do any of this stuff. I don't tell people to cancel anything or boycott or anything else. You do what you want. Okay. But that people were angry. People were angry, and I saw. I was watching Raw on Friday night on Fox. I wanted to see what it was all about. Uh-huh. And one of the dudes on there, I guess, who's the new villain, the guy puts a mask on and looks like a devil or whatever the hell he is. I don't even know who that was. And he puts it, but he's he was doing this. It was so badly rehearsed. And this isn't even the main event. This was the Friday night on the air, free free Fox TV lead up to Hell in the Cell. And there's another guy who's the heel now. And the other guy had to stand out there and watch this awful video with puppets and stuff where this guy was talking about what he's going to do to him. It was awful. WWE Friday night SmackDown. And so that was the pimp. That was the free TV. Let's get some, you know, let's get some uh, pay per views generated here. And I'm telling you right now, Robin. You know me. I love entertainment. That's what I'm all about. More than anything else. That was awful. And I'm talking about the prelude to this thing. I don't know the guy's name because I don't follow it religiously. But who was the guy that was on the video with all of his little animals? poking fun of the other guy who's the champion, I guess. So anyway, it happens last night. They have the hell in the cell, the big finale for their pay-per-view. And this isn't me because I didn't see it. People were not happy with the outcome. So here is the greatest tweet ever to a very successful operation, the World Wrestling Federation, WWE, Vince McMahon and this whole gang, Triple H, geniuses running this thing. Yeah. At Brazzers. Now, you know what Brazzers is, right, Robin? Yes, I do. Brazzers is a pay-for porn site. Correct. Where they put the videos on there, and you pay for them, and you watch them if you want to.
3: I have heard about this.
2: Brazzers tweeted this morning, Hey, I'm reading this verbatim now. Okay. Hey, WWE, let us know if you need advice on how to craft... Logical and coherent storylines with satisfying finishes. Hashtag H I T C. Hey W W E. Let us know if you need. This is this is brilliant. Let us know if you need some advice on how to craft logical and coherent storylines with satisfying finishes. How about that, Robin? Is that not the tweet of? It's a Monday morning, and they're firing that off. I got to give, even though I'm not a member and I don't get a free membership, just like I got offered a free dinner at Joe Theismann's place down in Alexandria, Virginia, I got to give Brazzers a roaring, roaring round of applause. (laughs) People were chanting AEW on there. Of course, the new upstart. Jim Ross organization. That's how bad that WWE, the hell in the cell was last night. Wow. You can't put together a big pay-per-view like that and then leave the people.
3: No, you definitely can't.
2: When wrestling people think you've ripped them off, you know you don't have a good (laughs) shtick going on here. You know what I mean? Because, you know, wrestling fans, they're loyal. They want to be entertained. They want to see good stuff. These are great athletes. These are performers. You get all this time to lay something down. I don't mean Brazzers. They're laying down the good SmackDown all the time.
4: <laughs> so now-
2: Here's one of the storylines okay. that, uh, that Brazzers put up lately that was better than the WWE Hell in the Cell last night. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> That's all you need, and then there's a satisfying conclusion, which there wasn't in Hell in the Cell last night, Robin. Not my opinion, not my opinion.
3: So Tony, yeah, yeah. took me a little bit to find it. So I do have this. Sort they should of- have
2: Friday Night browsers on TNT. They should. Or USA Network.
3: But that would be a pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony, I have I have another. This, this is history. This is history. Uh, but it has to do with porn, and it's kinda of, you know it, this is another
2: porn update yes, it is
3: another porn, but it is a historical porn update
2: well it's all what's all about history is it German porn from back in the eighties
3: uh no, let's go back even farther than that back
2: back into time
3: back, this is back 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 in the time machine.
2: how um, far are we going back now
3: uh the nineteen twenties thirties, and forties I think or maybe not oh no. that's that's the old and, uh,
2: that's the old 8-millimeter mm-hmm. porn that you used to have on the projector. You bring out in the basement, and then you slap that thing on, and, you, and then you start slapping other things, and you're saying, what?
3: Now, you, as you know, the Kama Sutra originates in India.
2: Yes, I love the Kama Sutra. It is. I wrote the pre- prelude to the Kama Sutra, by the way. Or well, the foreword. How
3: old are you? <laughs> so, in the news, this is this is how I found out about it. In the news today. You were looking
2: up porn from the 30s, 40s, and 50s?
3: Absolutely. Oh, okay. no. Um, in the news today, it's like it's it's a big deal, I guess. In the um, news. That a London court has decided that the heirs of the wealthiest man in the world back in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, Nizam of Hyderabad.
2: Nizam, oh, I had some of that um, the other night right here at the Satay place. It was pretty which, good.
3: Hyderabad and the surrounding areas turned into Pakistan, mm-hmm. and the and air- now they're going
2: to blow each other up. Yeah. Well, India and Pakistan are both going to have aiming they, nukes.
3: The he had deposited <laughs> over a million pounds in a British bank back in the nineteen forty eight, mm-hmm. and it has just been sitting there. And How many pounds? Both- um, well, at the time, it was a little bit over a million pounds, which is now worth almost 40 million pounds with all the interest it's accrued. Mm-hmm. And of course, people were fighting over it. Pakistan said it belonged to them. India said it belonged to them. But the court actually ruled that the um, dependents of, or de- the descendants of this king, Sultan, whatever his name,
2: not the Sultan uh, of Brunei. No. Not the Sultan of Swat.
3: Um, they said that he, uh, that, th- that their descendants, actually get to split this whole thing up. But the important... Where does the
2: porn come into this? The
3: porn, it comes into this. So I was reading this very interesting article because it's his story. I it was kind of interesting. And um, he made all of his money uh, in the jewel business in pearls and other types of jewels and like the, the very famous... Um, uh, Necklace on Queen Elizabeth. It's the that was not the gifted. pearl necklace. That was a different. Yeah, that was different. that was different. But I'm scrolling. You know, I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm reading, and it turns out, like like he as he got older, he became very weird, and he had like all these concubines and stuff like that. He started filming all of his
2: conquests.
3: He way did? back when he had hidden cameras all over but the palace. This is, this
2: is like film. There was no videotape. I know. So he had film cameras. Those and things photogra- were noisy.
3: Photographs, f- uh, film. Way back when, all over the palace.
2: Oh, dude! And he, he was the original. And AJ saying, "Getting to the porn part, damn it! We don't need this. Isn't downtown he, Abbey, well, which is a long, thing. tedious, slow-moving he, bullshit show, Tony? But
3: he is the originator." <laughs> Of Indian porn.
2: No. The
3: reason why India has so much porn is because of him. That's where it comes. That's where the porn comes in.
2: That took too long for the. I, just like the WWE Hell in a Cell, Robin. <laughs> that story took entirely too long to not have a satisfying ending. Get to well, the money shot. There exactly. There was
3: a lot of satisfying endings for him. He. He he, like traveled with three hundred women wherever he oh, went. I, I
2: grew up in the wrong era.
3: So I thought that that was very interesting. That, that we
2: have the soundtrack that he would play behind these porns when he was doing them.
3: Hold on, let me let me show everybody what this uh, porn god looked like. But apparently, you can you can find him if you so desire, and you would all of his porn stuff still exists somewhere. There he is.
2: Can I get where I don't see him? What does he look like?
3: He you know what he kind of looks like? He the, kind of looks like Eddie Murphy in coming to America.
2: Looks like the dude that runs the <laughs> Orient Express out there through <laughs> India. That beautiful train ride, which I want to go on. The Maharishi Express. You Remember know, we saw the show. Cool. I saw a show on it. It's an unbelievable train ride that goes all the way through India. Give me a little music behind this, Robin.
3: Yeah, it's it's on, Johnny At, Bruno. No, it's okay. not. <laughs>
2: That's it, baby. Get down. What is this? This is the Punjabi DJ, (laughs) right?
3: The Punjabi DJ?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, This is too modern. I need some old shit. Let's kick it old school now.
3: So I'm just going to scroll down. Let me give give you Shake It
2: Like Shami.
3: But, but... uh, Here we go. This is, so this is, uh, that necklace right there, that's the one that he gifted to the queen, to Queen Elizabeth for her wedding. It's a very famous necklace. Um... But it's fascinating. Fascinating.
2: Is this the guy that owns the five Dunkin' Donuts at Allentown?
3: <laughs> that's bad. Hey, that that's fairly that's Special that 610. But I think, but boy. So anyway, that's, that's my Indian porn update. There you go, folks.
2: Did he like sprinkle a little curry on it at the end? Sort of like the guy with the Salt Bay guy? At the end of his movies, he would sprinkle curry powder all over her and there's another bomb and that ball is out of here and the gin man choy has just left the yard in tampa and all of a sudden the rays have taken a 4-1 lead with two bombs in this ball game how about those tampa bay devil rays four to one forget about indian porn how about some? Choy chow. AJ Sanitary
3: Indian porn, they use hummus, not, not, jo- not KY <laughs> jelly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is all natural.
2: Uh, uh, chulu. Oh, eh, chew, baby. Dude can, can smash it, man. It's Choy, not Chew. Ch- it's Choy. Not Bok Choy. Okay. Four to one Rays. They're in the bottom of the third down there. I wonder if that's where Dean is. He's not on the Twitch stream today. I don't know. Where that the hell is he Joe,
3: I do love me some hummus. I do too.
2: So all of a sudden, the Astros put out their $31 million man, Zach Greinke, and he's been slapped around in an elimination game. Looking for the sweep? Not so fast, Zachy. The Rays are not going quietly but this game
3: Senor is far from over. Deep. Dean might be working. Yeah, not likely.
2: No, are you kidding me? <laughs> working on what?
3: We love Dean, and he does, he, he does work, but not traditionally.
2: Now, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer website, according to Scrapple Joe, John Middleton, the Phillies' owner, is near a decision on Gabe Kapler. He's asking the players for input. The players, meanwhile, are looking at their little badges, at their little wristbands, and the notes in the back of their pockets to see what the move should be, just like Gabe Kapler gives him all the little notes and things to look at. What do I do here now? Let's see. There's a Cupcake left-handed, Eagle hitter. says
3: Dean's been MIA for days now.
2: No, no he called me yesterday. Yeah. wanted to know how it went. Uh, I got a message from him because he didn't know. We did the show Friday night, and he right. wanted to know. I went to the doctors on Friday. But we have breaking news, though, Robin. We do have breaking news. Now, we are doing a doubleheader today, Robin. But I must alert all of the followers along the line all over the world that tomorrow, Tuesday, Robin, this is breaking news. Yes, it is. Now, Robin didn't block Dean.
3: No, I did not block Dean.
2: She's cock-blocked him before, but never blocked him on the the (laughs) Twitch. Tomorrow, there will be no show.
3: No. There will be no show. Tony's going in for surgery. Uh, we thought that they were going to be able to take care of what... The situation he, the, in si- the
2: situation room.
3: Yes, the situ- d- situation down there. Down uh, where? On Friday, but uh, it was a little bit more complicated than yes. Tony thought. Um, and so he is I'm going... I'm going under
2: the knife. Yes. I will be giving a choice of which now, which type of uh, anesthesia. You get a choice? No. You don't get a choice on anesthesia no. anymore?
3: No, they 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 say, are you allergic to anything? And because you've never gone under, you've never had. general... I've been
2: under. I got I got under before.
3: But you've never. I had, had the over, general... of course,
2: uh, in a couple games this weekend. But
3: you've never had general
2: anesthesia. Yes, you... I have. No. I had my tonsils removed under general anesthesia. Oh,
3: maybe you that, that was I had
2: uh, I had general knowledge Wednesday once when I called in the Mike <laughs> Missinelli show, and I knew it because the questions are stupid.
3: Yeah, Tony. Tony is he's getting ass surgery.
2: And again, I'm just, gonna this, this. is not going to shut st- he's me. He's
3: finally going to get that stick removed.
2: What stick? The stick in my ass? That's real funny, Robin. <laughs> you think this is? You think this funny shit? You think this shit's funny? What's the matter with you? God! How dare you? How dare you?
3: How dare I'm pissed I? Off.
2: I am pissed off. She's making a joke out of this. This is serious shit.
3: Yes, it is. She's asking me
2: to make a will. That's how much she cares about my well-being.
3: Well, it you wasn't, have a will, Tony. Your doctor said that you need to have one in place whenever you go under general anesthesia. That's that's
2: the rules. That's bullshit. I don't want to be the butt of all jokes. <laughs>
3: what? So we won't? What? So we won't see Robin anymore? What does that? I don't mean? get that. I don't get that either. But um, but so Tony is going under uh, if. Uh, we're assuming everything is going to go just fine and dandy, and that he's going to come out smelling like roses. Well, we don't know about that.
2: <laughs> we do. No, it's not an enema. No. No, it's actually surgery. Yeah. They got to put me under. I thought it was just all right. Come on, doc, just go in there and clean it up. Get the rotor rooter out. Do whatever you got to do. But now, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow. So you, now, yeah. the reason we can't do a show, not because, because I've done shows coming off of colonoscopies. Like, I've come over, I've done shows coming off of eye surgery. I've done shows coming off of knee surgery. And so it's not like I'm some wimp who takes off a day no. if I don't feel good. The problem is, I don't, the, the surgery is not going to be happening until the afternoon. I have to report at 1 p.m. Correct. Because the doctor squeezed me in when I went Friday. And he said, you know, I don't know if we can get you in this month. I'm minute. I said, Bernie Sanders gets in in two seconds. I got to fill out form work, sit in an office, get blood work, get all kinds of stuff done to me. And I got to wait till the end of October?
3: Yes, but as everybody knows. I've been waiting four
2: four months, Robin.
3: I know. Four months just to get some regular health care. Tony's been in a lot of pain. And um, the surgery, for those of you who are curious uh we won't go into details as to what goes through it you can look it up on uh, on on the internet but it's called a lateral internal sphincterotomy sphincter so uh that's what he is going to go through on Tuesday and he is under the impression that he's just going to be fine and dandy by Wednesday
2: now Philly special 610 says he's getting the pain in the ass removed so by robin that's what they meant oh, oh i oh, get it oh, oh i get it <laughs>
3: That's How so dare funny. You. <laughs> we will never forgive you.
2: Exactly. Sphincter? See, people do all these sphincter jokes. It's an important muscle down there.
3: It is an important muscle. Now,
2: I don't want to get graphic, though. But yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. And the good thing is I won't know what they do until yes. I wake up.
3: And, and um, like I said. Is this a sphincterotomy? Yes, it is. It's a sphincterotomy.
2: Can you check it on Web- M- MD? Yes,
3: you can. You can enter <laughs> a lateral internal sphincterotomy.
2: Lateral internal. Isn't that a play that the Redskins tried to run with Colt McCoy yesterday and it didn't work?
3: <laughs> it will never forgive you.
2: Uh, a, shut up.
3: Will there be a camera in the surgery room? There probably will be, but it will not be hooked to Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could figure out a way. Bob
2: from Valley Force. Tony's going to have an exit wound, pun intended. Listen. Five letters here. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Exactly.
3: No fly zone. We need a show for when he wakes up from anesthesia. I totally agree. No, oh, you know, you're going to have on. to
2: be on call. I'm going to have to get a ride there and a ride back. Yep. <sighs> I didn't think it would. You know, I thought it was just, you know, hey. But that shows you how bad this situation is. Not as bad as the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer on CNN. Nobody can be that bad. I mean, oh well, actually they can, but
3: Cupcake Eagle, Robin will be going live on Periscope. Maybe, but it's it's a different type of a scope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe we can have the camera that they put inside of you. Uh-huh. You know, because you watch those like op live. I what know, is uh, those operation shows where people are getting surgery? And I'm like, get that out of my face!
3: I know that it's fascinating. God, I hate that stuff. That's how come I knew how to drain a tennis elbow. I, I watched it one time. I'm like, oh, I could do that.
2: Sphincter? And I, did. I didn't even kiss her.
3: <laughs> Cupcake Eagles. Get in, get out.
2: <laughs> can we do a Facebook live chat? During the. Cujo knows. Can I host while Tony is getting anal? <laughs> <clears throat> Will you be going? Uh- <laughs> I like the Exit World one. That's too. That's good.
3: Yeah, that's good. That's good.
2: Inside Bruno Nation will be the next documentary <laughs> on A and E.
3: So you know it's a little a little scary. I'm not scared. No, not no. even a little tiny bit.
2: I was more scared a year ago in June when they put me under to cut my eye open. Yeah. I mean that was that was not that was not that was general anesthesia, Robin. No. Yes, it was. If they're cutting your eye open and ripping open your eyelid they're not giving you local anesthesia.
3: It wasn't local, but it was a twilight sleep. But you didn't feel anything. It was a, the twilight sleep is the same thing that they give you when you go. Is it in
2: as for... bad as the twilight movies? That's what I want to know.
3: No, it's much better. <laughs> <laughs> the twilight sleep is what they give you when you go in for your um, prostate exam. But when they, but but general anesthesia is a different type of medication. You're now which one? Now out, out, which out. one is the
2: one where they put the mask over your face?
3: That's the general anesthesia.
2: That's what I got. When I had oh, my did? yes, when they cut okay. my eye open, they put a mask on me. Okay. They first they ran the slow drip. That's the that's the twilight but stuff.
3: Was the mask just for oxygen, or was it? No, it oh, was okay. for the. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, then that's different. I apologize. That was that is general.
2: But the, I will be. The good thing is, we will be back Wednesday, and of course on Thursday for Mr. Thursday that's night. That's Now
3: Wednesday, we will be back, but I. But, well, we might not be back on Wednesday. We might be back Wednesday night, but not Wednesday day. Because I think we're doing a special show up at Parks, right? On Wednesday? Isn't that Wednesday?
2: I don't know, Robin. I don't even know what's going on today.
3: I need to find out from Aton. Cheapers. That is the, the idea is that we're going to be up at Parks Casino doing this special Twitch show. <sighs> so that's what I question, though, whether you're going to be feeling... Up to it or down to it, so to speak.
2: How long on the Fistball DL? There goes the Fistball MVP honors for 2019 with damn injuries. (laughs) Thank you. Looking for Tony starring in the next Candy Stripers movie on Pornhub. Wonder if Brazzers will be filming too.
3: Now, here's the thing about the sphincterotomy is (laughs) that.
2: Is that what it's really called? Yes. A sphincterotomy?
3: Yes, it is. A sphincterectomy would be them removing it completely. You which can't you remove the sphincter. Do. Yeah, well, you don't want to. I'm sure you could, but you don't want that.
2: Tony Bruno's new book will be titled "Face Down, Ass Up: How My Sphincter Became Stretched Out." Four Forward words. by Dak Prescott.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh man, see how people, see how I, I can allow people to, to to make fun of me and not be all triggered and stuff. You see how I can do the self-deprecation stuff, self-deprecation, Robin? Yes. You see me getting angry when people are making fun of me? No. You see me shutting down speech and the people's rights to say whatever they want? Even though we all know, Robin. What do we know? At the end of the day, you know what happens?
3: What happens? (laughs) What happens?
2: Princess Vespa spaceship within range, sir. Good. Fire a warning shot across her nose.
0: What's going on? It's either the 4th of July or someone's trying to kill us. Hey, I don't have to put up with this. I'm rich. What are you doing? I'm calling my father. One eight hundred. Dooiddy, yeah. Careful, you idiot! I said
2: across her nose, not up it. Sorry, sir. Doing my best. Who made that man a gunner? I did, sir. He's my cousin. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? That is his name, sir. Asshole, major asshole. And his cousin? He's an asshole too, sir. Gunners made first class, Philip Asshole.
1: How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes.
3: <laughs> That's Keep where... firing, assholes! <laughs> hurry, Daddy, hurry! There are laser blasts all around us!
2: This will be Spears. me tomorrow.
3: That's where Tony gets it. <laughs> We're surrounded by well, assholes. Well, I'm going to
2: a proctologist, one of the great surgeons in Philly. Of course he's surrounded. I, You know... I've never thought about being a doctor, but if I was going to choose one, uh, one specialization, uh-huh. I don't think it would be working on assholes. Do you? No. Again, I, I, listen, I commend all doctors. I mean, you have to study. I mean, how do you really make that smart.
3: decision? Like, oh, Let's I...
2: see. Mom, what should I do? I know you want me to be a doctor or a lawyer. Be a doctor. All right, let me look at the possibilities here, Mom. I mean,
3: You, can be good. you could be an OB-GYN. Oh, yeah,
2: pull some babies out.
3: You know, there's always, re- it's rewarding.
2: You get to see a lot of punani in your career.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you could be a heart surgeon, you know, saving lives. Exactly.
2: You could be a brain surgeon.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You, or, you, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so, you can be a, 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 an orthopedic surgeon. I mean, there's right. so, many so many different, different specialized areas of medicine. But no, I'm going to be an ass man.
3: Hey, to each his I'm own. Gonna,
2: I'm going to spend every day going into an operating room, pulling up the old curtain, and going deep. Go deep on them. I want a full b- cavity search. That's another great line, Robin. Remember that one from uh, Not Spaceballs? I want a full cavity search. Go deep on them. That was on the airplane, in the airplane movie. Remember, look up full cavity search, Robin. I got to try to do as many ass man jokes I can't even watch Dr. Pimple Popper, and Robin's watching surgery. Well, Dr. Robin would actually probably watch. And there's another drive and another home run. And all of a sudden, it is bat bonanza time. Brandon Lowe has just left the yard with another solo home run, and the Tampa Bay-Montreal X-Rays now lead your Houston Astros Five to one in the bottom of the fourth inning. How about that? Hey, Tony. It was Robert Stack. Uh, Robert Stack. Robert.
3: Tony. Since we're talking about com- comedy and comedians, yes. uh We we want to pour one out today. We
2: got to pour one out for multiple people today, Robert, yeah. including a re- another one. You know, they say things happen in threes, but obviously, a lot more than three people die every day. But here's the here's the thing. First of all, over the weekend, one of my one of my favorite drummers. You know I'm, 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 I love drummers. Yes, you do. Gene Krupa. I
3: think everybody knows that who watches this
2: and I, Because I grew up watching great drummers. Buddy Rich was a real jerk as a human being, but he was a great drummer. I played some Buddy Rich last week. Yes. Then you had Gene Krupa, who was another old school guy. But when you talk about rock and roll drummers, because there's so many great rock and roll guitar players, mm-hmm. bass players, rock and roll jum- drummers, to me, Ginger Baker was the greatest rock and roll drummer of all time, Robin. And I don't even think you can argue that. Let me give you a taste. Ginger Baker, of course, was in the group Cream, but he also did a lot of other stuff. Now, Not that one right here, Robin. This is a classic. You hear just an example of Ginger Baker's work. (laughs) ¶¶ Neil Pearl of Rush is not better than Ginger Bagram's.
0: Wait,
3: wait, wait. Cupcake eyes. Eagles with a fantastic. With ass jokes aren't my favorite kind of jokes, but they are a solid number two. <laughs> 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 okay. Wait a
2: I want to get to the middle part where Ginger does his thing. Listen, right here.
0: I've been waiting so long to be where I'm going in the
4: sunshine of your
2: love. Okay. You know what other one he did, Rob? This is another great one. They hit so many of them. No. Wait a, minute, wait a minute!
3: We've done this already.
2: No, we haven't played White Room
3: already poured one out for him. Which
2: is racist by the way.
3: Tony, we poured one out for him on Friday. We don't need to pour one out again.
2: We didn't pour one out for Ginger Baker on Friday.
3: Yes, we were no, talking we about didn't. him. No, we didn't. People back me up here. We were talking about Ginger Baker on Friday. In the white room with black
1: curtains near the station
0: Oh, it was yesterday. Black group country no gold payments. Starlings. Silver down
1: In your dark, eye.
0: dark light smile on you know. <laughs> Thank you.
2: You just have no appreciation for great drummers, Robin. When you bust out the sticks, you have no idea, Robin.
3: Now, the other person who passed away was the drummer from... Um,
2: no, I wasn't a drummer. It was a guitar player. Yes,
3: yeah, sorry. Guitar player from, from
2: Leonard, Skinner. Leonard Skinner. I think it was the bassist, wasn't he?
3: Um
2: That happened today. Was
3: it earlier? Is early there anybody
2: left on Leonard Skinner now? I don't know. Yes, I saw it I just saw it a couple minutes ago and I, I didn't get did a chance to write it down.
3: Um where did it go?
2: Just look up Leonard Skinner. I found it, Robin. Okay. I didn't find that. I found my I found my uh, my picks. Here we go. Give
0: me
2: home, Phil so Collins is a great drummer. Not a legendary drummer. There's a lot of great drummers. I'm just giving you my top three list. Ginger Baker, Gene Krupa, Buddy Rich. The guy on Leonard Skinner with one arm. I mean, I'm not Leonard Skinner. The guy in what's uh, a group where the guy has the one arm?
3: Larry Jonstrom. Man, man. That's who passed away. It was Larry.
2: see the last cuz we were just talking to somebody who went and saw Leonard Skinner. Yeah. And I said who you know how many of the original members are still alive?
4: Um
3: Hold on let Let's see, let's see, let's see. This
2: is our rock block, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Um He was the bassist by the way. Uh oh, he, was, he, he was, he was, he was the one of the, the early the early early bassists. Uh, and who else is still alive?
2: Well, Def Leppard's John, uh, drummer is obviously right. great. He's got one arm, and the guy's incredible.
3: The members of Skinner were Gary Rossington, Ricky Medlock, Johnny Van Zant, Michael Carlone, Mark Mateka, and Peter Keys, and Keith Christopher. I think.
2: So, how many of the how many are still alive?
3: Saying who's alive and who's not, it's an outrage. Leonard Skinner, goodness gracious, does anybody is anybody telling us on the board? While I'm yeah, I need to because
2: who was it that we just talked to? They said they went and saw Leonard Skinner, and I said, How many of them are still left? It was one of our friends, and I don't remember who went because they're still performing.
3: Was it it, um T Gladney? Was he Bill Gladney? I mean, Bill Gladney doing it? I don't think so. Um... Okay, here we go. Uh, this was an article back a little while ago that said that Larry Johnstrom and Gary Rossington were the only two original members left alive. So obviously now there's only Gary Rossington, if he is still alive.
2: Gary how long ago was this article?
3: This was back, I don't know, so let me see. Rossington, Gary Rossington had heart surgery. Let's see if he is still alive. He is still alive. He so there's born one December- now. Yeah, so one, one left.
2: Well, this is the... Uh- <laughs>
3: That took a long time. Well, that's okay. Figure we want to get out.
2: accurate facts here.
3: So, the third person though who passed away,
2: yes, is not in the music industry. No. But he's one of the all-time greats. And you don't have to be an old person to know this guy because he's been in a lot of movies, certainly his TV shows started back on the Ed Sullivan show, Merv Griffin, and then game shows. Obviously, he was phenomenal on grain, on game shows. Oh,
3: I got I remember Rip him.
2: Rip Taylor. Yep. Rip, Rip Taylor, the king of confetti. Uh this guy was just Flamboyant, crazy, fun. He he did the crying stuff, it's sort of like I was doing my crying about uh, Dak Prescott and uh-huh. the, and the Eagle fans who were crying about the Carson Wentz and his stats. Rip Taylor, eighty four years old. You know what his real name was, Robin? What was his real name? Charles Elmer Taylor. So his last name, his name was Taylor, and they call him Rip. I don't know why they call him Rip. Let
3: me see. Charles
2: Elder, Charles Elmer Taylor. And his IMDb, 2,000 things. I mean, from everything, from game shows to his, movies. His
3: hair was, his. well, his hair piece yes, was, was legendary. legendary.
2: <laughs> and speaking of that, I want to play this clip from the Game Show Network. And what's interesting about this clip, we're not going to play the whole five minutes, but this is Rip Taylor on the game show Password Plus, I believe it was called. And the host of the show, Burt Convey, was a former Phillies baseball player in the minor leagues. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Bert Convey is a Philly guy, another Philly guy, and he became a really successful talk show host, Bert Convey. Mm -hmm. So he was the host of the show. Okay. And on this particular episode, the two celebrities playing for somebody, playing with somebody, Uh are Rip Taylor on one side and my childhood idol, my first crush on television, Patty Duke. Remember Patty Duke, the Patty Duke show? Patty Duke, Rip Taylor, and of course Burt Convy. And when I watched that, I said, "Now all three of those people on that set—they're
3: yeah, all gone—are
2: all gone now." Let's go back to this classic clip. This is one of this is one of the ones a lot of people haven't seen, but it is a classic with Rip Taylor. Testimony. Epis- Episcopalian. <laughs>
0: Well, you sit up here and go in
2: the double. <laughs> I didn't know that Episcopalian was a 16-syllable word. Just shut up, uh, Tim. Oh, Epis Episcopalian.
1: Episcopalian
2: uh, <laughs>
0: clergyman. Is it a Is it a clergyman?
2: <laughs> is it a clergyman? No, I said. No. no
4: it was just
2: a... I guess that's a no. Is that? No.
0: Nobody cares oh, what oh. you want to guess the puzzle I guess he doesn't It's his first day. <laughs> it might be my last day if I don't do this better. Do we have a guess yet? I said clergyman. Okay. Moving right along.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Patty. <laughs> Where did I go? Witness. With I'm guessing? Where did I go? Hush, I'm, I'm telling sorry. her something. Well, it's my show. I can do it if I want to. <laughs>
2: It gets better. It gets better.
4: <laughs>
2: Just make a guess anytime you want. I'll say it. It doesn't matter. Go to Helen Keller again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, <Patty. laughs> oh,
0: Should I say it again? Certainly. Testimony. <laughs> Perfect clue.
2: takes his hairpiece off on the show for the first time ever. It's just hilarious stuff.
4: <laughs> oh <my goodness.
3: laughs> and then Burke Conby takes it.
2: <laughs> just what I was wanted. There on my chest. <laughs> I think uh, and he put the he put the piece in his in his jacket. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, I, uh, I, I, think, I think I have something that belongs to
0: you.
4: Classic. I got
0: nervous. The word testimony, we all know that. And then he put it on
2: backwards. <laughs> On the board, nobody what a great piece, okay. huh? <laughs> oh my. Oh my, it's getting hot in here, you know what I mean? Oh. Well, you don't throw that
0: chair around when other people are here.
2: Yes, I do. I'm sorry, but I don't pull my hair off either. <laughs> Sir, can I uh, rip? Rip one? No, no, rip one little thing.
0: I think thank it's you. on the. I think. I, okay, it, there. Yeah. Okay. Now it's out. The man is exposing himself for the first time on network television. I've never seen you uh, that way in my life. Okay.
2: You look great. Absolutely, great. Absolutely great. I do know about you, but I think he looks terrific, don't you? I think. Yes. He actually did look good without the piece. Yeah, <clears throat>
0: $13 shot. <laughs> 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 That's
2: great comedy right uh, there. That guy was a classic with the confetti. One of my favorite shows, you know, he was on the Gong Show. Uh-huh. And you know who produced the Gong Show and hosted it?
3: Yes. So he was Another
2: like, Philly guy. And
3: he was supposedly the spy, right?
2: Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris loved Rip Taylor so much. He gave him his own show, the Dollar Ninety Eight Beauty Show. Remember that? No. Yes, there was a show called the Dollar Beauty Show, and Rip Taylor was the host of it. So they would bring on these women who actually, you know, obviously they knew it was a joke, and they would compete to become the $1.98 Beauty Queen. And at the end of every episode, he would sing, "There she is, a Dollar Ninety Eight Beauty Queen." The old, you know, the old uh, Miss America thing. See if you can find a clip from the $1.98 beauty show, Robin. I'm looking for it right this now. It's phenomenal stuff, really.
3: <sighs> oh, here. Hold on a second. So I found, it looks like this is a...
2: Is it the $1.98 beauty show?
3: Oh, hold on. I don't think that's it. Never mind. Um, here we go. $1.98. Do you realize we're
2: almost out of time on today's show? I know. And Lily just came down and knocked over the damn board right near the end of it. Damn it, Lily. You're a pain in the ass.
3: No. <laughs> okay, here we go. ninety-eight beauty show, Tony Bruno. Do we have it? I do. Let's go to the tape. Why is there no sound?
2: I don't know yes it's the dollar 98 beauty show an entertainment spectacular if ever there was one where beauty is not only in the eyes of the beholder but also on this very stage tonight the dollar 98 beauty show will continue its relentless spoof of all of those other so-called beauty is, contests this is just and a this talking is portion a real contest, we will bring you our version of the all-american beauty that one-of-a-kind girl who not only has personality and poise but beauty and talent as well Yes, sir, the ninety eight Beauty Show will be bringing you tons of talented and beautiful women every single week. Now, that, that was was the point. the
3: radio promo.
2: Rip Taylor was the host, and he came out, and they conducted it like a real beauty show. And these women who were hot back in the day would come out there. What do you mean? I am paying attention to the game. It's 5-1. I told you that every home run as they hit it. They're in the bottom of the fourth. People are petting the uh, rays out there in the tank in the outfield. Robin, would you do that? That water looks dirty, too. They still have the Rays out there, even though they're not the devil Rays anymore or have anything to do with the Rays. The water's
3: not dirty. It's salt water. I know. And... I'm
2: joking, Robin. And so what's happening is the, uh, oh. the Astros are deep shit. They keep making pitching changes. And give the Rays credit. They're not going to go down without a, without a fight. And they put up five. They put up a five spot on a $31 million pitcher, Zach Greinke.
3: Okay. I found, I found an actual clip.
2: Of the ninety eight beauty shot?
3: beauty The real one.
2: Well yeah, but that was a real show. That was a promo for the real show.
0: In the oh, we'll meet her and her competition right after this message. Oh, Rowie! Now, let's meet our celebrity, a former Los Angeles Ram, who, if not a superb actor, is certainly a rotund one, Rosie Greer!
2: Wow. This is, these are when game shows were great.
0: And now a lovely young lady who is truly one of television's brightest stars, from the show One Day at a Time, Mackenzie Phillips. Wow. Here is one of Los Angeles Dodgers' favorite peanut vendors. Let's give a warm welcome to nutsy Roger Owens. Roger! Now, now, you are ready for this? Let's meet our candidates for the coveted title of Ninety Eight Beauty of the Week. <laughs> and here is candidate
2: number one. Candidate number one is Rita Alexander. She's 26 years Come old. Come on down. She's single. And she's from Belize.
0: Honduras. Oh. from Honduras. <Hi-oh>. <laughs> Well, Belize, excuse me too. Now, here now is candidate number two. Please.
2: See, they had hot chicks on the yeah, show. Yeah,
0: I don't.
3: But this is like supposed to be like she's a tongue-in-cheek.
2: Yeah, but they wanted to appear she's on the Dollar Ninety Eight Beauty Show. Jakarta, the only people who in appear on a Dollar Ninety Eight Beauty Show oh. are chicks on the streets in Kensington on meth, oh, unfortunately. Okay. All right, well, there that's you have it. I love that show. You know, it was obviously because the Gong Show it. wasn't really a talent show, Robin, in case you missed
3: okay, it. Okay, so this was not really a beauty show either.
2: Yeah, but women wanted to be on I it guess. because it was a national television show. That's how women got discovered, Robin. I can
3: yeah, Other I than guess. sleeping
2: well on, on the casting couch with these scumbags out in Hollywood. Jesus.
3: Very, very interesting. Well, we don't have time for pretty much anything else. That's it? Yeah. Already? That's already And the
2: Rays, ladies and gentlemen, continue to do damage. And another base hit and two more runs score. And now all of a sudden, it is a seven to one ball game, and they're still only in the bottom of the fourth inning down there at Tropicana Field. This is a biblical beat out of the Astros so give the Tampa Bay Rays credit Robin you know they could have gone out there get 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 intimidated you know by a great pitcher Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Granky. they sent out former Philly cast off Charlie Morton he's only given up a run and they just keep slapping the baseball all over that place off the speakers off the walls another base hit here and that'll score another run is coming home and here's the throw to the plate and he is safe, and now it's 8-1, Rays. And the Houston Astros are getting their Astros kicked. Down there in St. Pete, Florida, baby. Even Dean, even the, 20, even the 25 season ticket holders of the Tampa Bay Rays, are, they got to be beside themselves. There will be a parade on Dale Mabry tonight. They may have to kick off Gasparilla earlier after this incredible performance today by the Tampa Bay Rays, Robin. Good job out of them. Good job completely. Slides around the tag, gets in there. That's a great job by the Rays, running the bases, sort of like the Phillies were supposed to do. You know, hit the ball to the outfield, move the runners along. They hit home runs earlier. They got their first five runs on the home run ball. Now they're manufacturing runs and getting base hits and singles and doubles and singles. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my.
3: Now, um, Big Sexy said, let Luigi do the show tomorrow, or Jack. Um, I believe that Luigi's scheduled to do his Funkin' Fantasy That's show. That's a funk, and-
2: He can't do a doubleheader. He's not Tony. No. Bird. He can't do day-night doubleheader. And
3: I think he's show. working during the day anyway. Plus, so- he's got a
2: dog. She's got a new dog, new baby.
3: I know she's adorable. We haven't actually met her, but we've seen videos. Now nature. do we bring the
2: new dog to the house,
3: um, I think she can come to the house as soon as she's finished with her medication, uh, because she has she had a couple issues um, that needed to be taken care of before she's safe to be around our cats.
2: I'm safe enough to be around the cats and dogs right now, Robin. You know what I'm, you know well, what I'm saying?
3: Well, she she has heartworm. And um, so she doesn't have mono, at least though. No, she has heartworm, and she only has stage one, and there's medication for dogs, but it's very, it's much more dangerous in cats. So she can't be around the cats until she's finished her quarantine period.
2: I understand, and that's good. She's a beautiful dog. Yes, I love, I love goldens. I love all animals.
3: Yeah, she's a golden mix. And she is just adorable, and she's so well-behaved. They think she's approximately two years old, and Luigi did a fantastic thing adopting her. He's very excited. He's he's never owned a dog before, so this is all new to him. And uh, the very first thing, she was so excited when she, her name, he named her Penny, which is so appropriate for a golden retriever mm-hmm. um, because she's a little bit on the darker side. And the very first thing, she was so excited to come into her new house that she peed on the floor.
2: Well, that was the, the initial, you yeah, know, she's so going she, into a new place. She I know. In a, she
3: and was, I was in a kennel I'm for like, how many,
2: you know, for a while. Oh,
3: I know. I mean, this is their, her first taste of freedom in who knows how now long. Now remember, she was,
2: she's, a, uh, she, she's a three-year-old dog, so she, she's a rescue.
3: She's a little bit over two, they think.
2: Okay, but she's a rescue, right?
3: She's a rescue dog. and So
2: he didn't go to a puppy mill. He no. actually took this beautiful dog who was well, well taken care of. The reason
3: why he went with her is that it's through an organization does that um, t- does special training and you know he has anxiety which he's been very very open about and his doctor recommended that he get not necessarily a therapy dog but he, but dogs and all animals seem to really help him calm down and they've shown over and over and over again that uh, many people benefit from Absolutely. Having, having animals around so the 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 uh, therapist helped him find locations that do special training already ahead of time so that the dogs come trained, and uh, she is just fantastic. So kudos to Luigi for saving a life, and kudos to Penny for saving him right back.
2: Now, of course, uh, I can't have the dog sniffing around me in the next couple of days, Robin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I don't Joe Eunice's remote just checks in. He says... You guys should pack it in early and try again later with Aton. Also, leave the drumsticks at home. I always—I don't ever take the drumsticks on remote locations. I know, but you've You'd talked about it. You have to pay extra for that.
3: You have talked about it. I'm sorry, whoever's calling. I'm not going to be able to answer the phone because if it's we are... a doctor,
2: tell her I'll be there in the morning and uh, get the IV ready and the mask. I usually do that in the privacy of my home, but tomorrow I will let strangers put a mask over me and shoot me up. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for checking in. Joe Thiesman, how great was it to have him on today. All of our listeners who checked in on twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget, we're going live again, 6 to 8 p.m., live from Landmark Americana in Glassboro. You can come on out and enjoy the show live. Kissing babies, slapping backs, checking out the co coeds in, down there in Glassboro at Rowan University, baby. And we are going to give somebody a chance to go to the Dallas Cowboy Eagle game on October 20th in Dallas.
3: You guys have no idea. The odds are in – they're the best odds around for winning stuff like this. So come on down.
2: Because that may be the last time you see me. No. No,
3: (laughs) Don't even say that, Tony Bruno.
2: i got to get my ass out of here right now. we got to pack up the truck, get some more medication, and head on over to New Jersey. In the meantime, don't drink and drive, don't text and drive, and God bless America. We'll see you.